welcome to the Performance Rx Podcast, the ultimate destination for anyone who wants to perform better in the gym and live a better life outside it. Whether you're just starting your journey or you're a seasoned pro, this show covers a wide range of topics to help you reach your potential and live your best life. Each week on this podcast, I'll be bringing you expert interviews, personal stories, and actionable advice to inspire, educate, and empower you to reach your goals. So hit follow, grab your headphones, and get ready to take your health and performance to the next level. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Performance Rx Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget Maroney, and I am so excited because today's episode is a powerhouse. It is a compilation of the best insights and wisdom from some of my most impactful interviews. So whether you're just starting your fitness journey or looking to elevate your current routine, this best of series has something for everyone. Now, I know firsthand the challenges and excitement that come with embarking on a fitness journey, and that's why I've curated this this episode to reinforce the foundational principles that lead to success. Listen, I've been in your shoes, I've witnessed transformations, and I've learned the transformative power of habits and evidence-based practices. So whether you're tuning in from home, commuting to work, or just pushing through that final gym rep, get ready to connect, learn, and unleash your true potential. Remember, the Performance Rx podcast goes beyond the surface, getting into the nitty gritty of performance optimization. Together, we'll conquer challenges, celebrate victories, and strive for greatness. So without further ado, let's dive in today's best of episode. My first clip is from episode 23 of the Performance Rx podcast, Ignite Your Performance, Proven Strategies for Weight Loss and Strength Training Success. In this segment, we're going back to the basics, addressing fundamental questions crucial for beginners and seasoned fitness enthusiasts alike. We explore weight loss strategies, debunk fat burners, and discuss transitioning from beginner to intermediate in weight training. These insights just aren't for beginners. They serve as important reminders for seasoned fitness enthusiasts as well. What is the best advice for a beginner on the way to losing weight? So first of all, shout out for starting your journey. And again, most beginners are looking to do something like this, right? The reason why you're getting started on a health and fitness journey is you're probably either trying to lose weight and or gain muscle. So shout out to you for starting your journey. So here's what I would say. The biggest thing, bottom line, my best advice for a beginner on the way to losing weight is start with small and sustainable changes in your diet and your exercise routine. The easier, the better. That doesn't sound very exciting. It might even sound boring, but you need to start small. So here's a few tips to get started. First things first, keep a food diary. This is just a way for you to track what you're already eating. So basically, I want you to take a piece of paper. You could even take your phone, take pictures, but write down everything you eat and drink for a few days just to get a sense of how many calories you're consuming. Again, the fact that you're looking to lose weight, I'm assuming that you may not know how much you're actually eating. And be as honest as you can, like, especially if you're doing this by yourself, you have no one to hide or feel ashamed from by yourself. So be honest, be brutally honest, because in the end, this is going to help you or your coach, if you are working with one, make the best assessment to help you move forward. So that's it. So at least two to three days up to two weeks is a good amount of time to really get a good idea of what you're actually eating. And again, how much. 
then after that, you can make decisions based on how many calories and types of foods you're already eating and then what your goals are. So that's the first step. Then, especially because we're talking about losing weight, I always recommend choosing whole, minimally processed foods. So fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, that should be the foundation of your diet. Automatically, this is going to help you feel fuller. This is usually where people be like, oh my gosh, I'm eating more food than I ever have and I'm losing weight. Well, these foods are nutrient dense versus being calorie dense, especially when it comes to fruits and vegetables. And again, recognizing the beginner mindset here and the fact that you may or may not be terribly confused or misinformed about what's on the internet. Do not worry about fruit. Please just eat fruit. Eat whole fruit. Eat a whole apple. Eat a whole banana. It's That's not what is causing your weight gain, I promise. Speaking of eating whole fruits, the next thing that I would recommend is to avoid sugary drinks. So definitely fruit juices. This is why I advocate for a whole fruit because with the fruit you're getting sugar, yes, but you're also getting the nutrients, the vitamins, you're getting fiber versus if you're drinking fruit juice, you're just getting pure sugar. So eat whole fruits, don't eat or limit drinking fruit juice. Um, and then on top of that, of course, soda, alcohol is completely, terribly calorie dense. Basically anything that's loaded with calories. Yes, you can have coffee. Black coffee has zero calories. Black tea has zero calories. If you want to add in a teaspoon of sugar, a couple tablespoons of heavy cream or milk, that's fine in my opinion. What gets people into, pro into trouble is when they go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or any of those places that put in gobs and gobs of syrup. Don't do that. If you want to have coffee, drink it black. If you want to add a little bit of sugar or milk, in my opinion, that's fine. But again, like that can be a slippery slope. Whatever you do, avoid going to Starbucks or any of those places that are just going to be putting tons and tons of sugar and syrup in your coffee. And then again, sodas, fruit juices, alcohol, anything that has calories. If you want to drink unsweetened tea, unsweetened coffee, and seltzer waters, totally fine. Seltzer waters that have flavoring, but zero sugar and, ev and everything added, those are fine. The next thing that I would recommend as a beginner trying to lose weight is to start moving. So this doesn't even mean that you have to go on some sort of formal exercise or training program, although that's great if you do, but it doesn't have to be intense or complicated. Just move more throughout the day. More than likely, you have been sitting around a little bit too much. So a lot of people aim for 10,000 steps as the holy grail for movement. A lot of studies show that even moving 6,000 steps, 8,000 steps, have the same or have some benefits towards your health and overall weight loss and lowering all-cause mortality. So if you are not moving at all at the moment, I would just aim for moving more. So whether that's 4,000 steps a day, six, eight, and then eventually you can get up to 10. If you're already moving around 6,000-ish or so, then you can kind of challenge yourself to get to that 10,000. But again, less sitting, more moving throughout the day, and you will see a big difference in your 
weight and also just overall health. The last thing that I would say as a very simple starting point for a beginner who wants to lose weight, and if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you already know what I'm going to say, is get enough sleep. So sleep is so important, again, for your overall health, but it's also for muscle recovery and yes, also weight loss and weight gain. So lack of sleep can disrupt your hormones and metabolism, and it can make it much harder for you to lose weight. Also, just the sheer fact that if you're tired, you're going to be wanting to eat more because your body needs that energy. So I would recommend going back to episode 12 of the Performance Arcs podcast on hacking your sleep. And there you'll get the full overview of ways you can improve your sleep. And again, I go into a lot of the sleep studies and everything else like that about why it's important, including losing weight and body fat there. So check that out. But bottom line is you want to make sure you're getting enough quality sleep. Losing weight is going to be a journey This is not anything, all these things that I just said are not quick fixes, but they make for an incredibly powerful foundation to set you up for success. So again, be patient, be kind to yourself along the way. Start with these small changes because these are going to be your quick wins and your foundation on which you build the more complex things. Get ready for an enlightening episode in my next clip from episode 26 of the Performance Rx podcast, where I sit down with Taryn Nettles, a coach revolutionizing women's health. In this episode, we got into female weight loss, hormonal balance, and debunk diet culture myths. Taryn's insights and experiences will supercharge your health and performance. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share this episode with those ready to take charge of their health. Well, I know a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about has a lot of nuance and, and context and, and definitely many layers and gray areas there. But I guess, you know, for anyone who's who's listening to this this episode who maybe is just starting out on, you know, health, uh, weight loss, whatever, fitness journey just in general, I guess what would be just some simple steps? Because again, like, I think that's part, you know, I'm sure you can appreciate this as as much as anyone there there's there is so much information out there and and people kind of get into this like analysis process like oh is it my hormones is it but what are yeah like kind of like what are some simple things that someone could do if they're like hmm you know i'm not sure where to start you know is it my hormones is my lifestyle nutrition whatever so again lifestyle that word lifestyle that's that is like the biggest thing um So I would say, you know, I'll get into lifestyle, of course, but first and foremost, have an understanding of what healthy foods are, have an understanding of what nutrient dense foods are, Um, and just like a foundational health of nutrition, like you don't have to, you don't have to be like, Albert Einstein of nutrition, you know, you just really have to understand like, okay, this is a protein, this is a carb, this is a fat. These foods have, you know, fiber in them. These are your processed foods. So if you can understand like that, and and you can kind of build your food upon like healthy food options or nutrient dense foods, like, again, like protein sources, um, you know, like complex carbohydrates, uh, fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, you'll be good. Like that's the first place to start because I think people, they like, especially with like 
if it fits your macros, like with that thing, it's like, Hey, I'm all about that. I'm all about flexible dieting and having flexibility, you know, in your diet or, you know, focusing on eating, you know, like 80 to 90% healthy types of foods. And then like that, like 10 to 20%, like foods that you enjoy, like I'm all about it. But I think a lot of people just, they skip that stuff and then they go straight to like, oh, well, hey, I can sit here and eat, you know, chips and cakes and have a little protein with it. And it's cool because it fits my macros. And I seen, you know, so-and-so online promoting it and they're shredded. Um, it's, you, you have to have your own understanding of that and understand that healthy foods, nutrient-dense foods still matter um, regardless of, where, where you're at, um, or what your goal is. So the other things here too, would be sleep, like making sure like you're getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Like sleep is so essential with, again, whatever your goal is, like we need to sleep. That's the time we recover. Um, that's the time, like our, our bodies, like regulate itself. Like it needs sleep. Um, and then focusing on balanced diet again, like don't, don't be following something that's cutting out a specific food group. It's, it's not good for you. Um, because also that can lead to like deeper issues. Like there's a specific vitamin or mineral deficiency you're with that could also be one of the causes of like a hormonal issue you run into later on down the road. Um, so it's, it's just not good to cut out a food group there. Um, focus on, you know, fiber rich foods, you know, that would definitely be a good one. And knowing what fiber rich foods are, like, I'm not talking like, you know, you go to the store and you're like, Oh, Hey, here's some like low carb, like tortillas with like 20 grams of carbs. And then you eat it. Then your digestive tracts like messed up for the next week. Like I'm talking like, you know, fruits and, and vegetables or seeds, nuts, like things like that would be, would be great strength train, definitely strength train, like don't avoid it because it, if you're trying to not only feel good, but then you kind of want to achieve like this, like maybe specific look you have or a performance goal, you know, you have, you need to weight train, um, and weight training. It's, it's so beneficial for, you know, for us as we age, but then also just for hormonal health, for thyroid health, it's, it's just, good to do. Um, and then let's see, last thing here that I would say would be, um, like limit, limit your alcohol intake. Like don't, you can't, I hate to say it, but it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. When it comes to alcohol, like there's, there's no way, like, I, I don't care what like the influencer coach says, like, I no, like I haven't really seen any data that says, you know, alcohol is so beneficial to us. Like it can definitely stall progress, um, especially for, you know, for women. I mean, males too, but you know, women is, is kind of like my thing there. Um, but yeah, those are just some simple things that, you know, you can start with. Um, oh, and there's one more thing, like limit your caffeine intake. Like don't overstimulate yourself, like meaning like you're having two cups of coffee and then you're having a pre-workout, you know, that's loaded with caffeine. Like you want to limit that because that can definitely bite you in the ass, you know, as you're, you're getting deeper into this stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, it's 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 the basics there. Mm-hmm. I I don't hate to say it. I hate I hate to say that like you know, what's it's it's usually the things that aren't very exciting or flashy that have like the most impact. Yeah. And that's what people forget. Yeah. Like they're always looking for like the sexy way. It's like Mm-mm. the basics like oh. That's that's the sexy way, so to speak. Yeah, sleep, chill out, lift heavy shit, don't eat shit. Is that <laughs> don't eat too much that shit? Simple. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's it's really that simple. Um, you know, yeah. and just yeah. don't try to go for like this like extremeness. Like, there's nothing positive comes out of extreme. Nothing, you know, because a lot of these people who are trying to dive into the extremes or these crazy fad diets. It's like, you're, you're, you're going to fail, like not to sound like mean, but you will fail because it's not sustainable for you. Um, and so I think for a lot of people, that's what kind of gets them into like that very vicious cycle of like, Oh, I'm going to do this like 1200 calorie diet. And I'm going to try it out. Oh, I can't stick to it. I'll start Monday. And then it's like, you just keep going back to the same old stuff, but you literally get nowhere. My next clip comes from episode 35 of the Performance Arcs podcast, where I sit down with author of the book, The Power of the Streak, Kara Wood. This episode is all about breaking the fitness mold, embracing consistency, and finding inspiration in the everyday. Join me and Kara Wood, who has maintained a running streak for 13 years and counting. Kara's story is a testament to the transformational power of consistency. And in this episode, we explore how you can make it a part of your life as well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's another thing that I kind of speak to is to be thoughtful about it on the front end and really think through what you want to do over time, over long periods of time and what's sustainable. Because I think if you're thoughtful about it on the front end and you're not too aggressive in setting it, then you have way more potential of keeping it going, staying motivated and ensuring that even in those times where you don't feel particular mo- particularly motivated, you're still getting a little bit of workout in. And that's why I like it. I mean, there's so many days, so many days where I do not feel like getting up and going for a run. I just don't feel like it. And if it weren't for the streak, I wouldn't be doing it. But, you know, I tell myself, just get out there. It's 10 minutes and the streak stays alive. And so that's what I do. And then, you know, I'm sure I don't have to tell you this after you work out, you feel so much better, even if it is just 10 minutes. And so, you know, I'm sure we'll probably get into more of this, but just from a mental health perspective, that routine and that consistency, uh, it's huge for me. I mean, it's, it, you know, it comes down to just showing up for yourself. I love that. Yeah. I was going to say like, let's, let's get into it. Um, like, I guess, yeah. How has that had an impact? Um, cause you know, again, like, so we kind of mentioned it a little bit and, and in your book, like this was the whole catalyst for the streak there. So you were basically someone who had no interest in exercise at all. Like I get, I'm assuming like not even high school, like no sports, nothing, just. Yeah. I'm, I hate admitting this, but somehow I get forced to, <laughs> I did cheerleading in high school. I, hey, cheerleading's a sport. <laughs> it was at least competitive cheerleading, but oh it, wow, okay. I've never been 
Yeah, I've never been somebody who, first of all, I've never been a runner mm. ever uh, before before starting this. And I was always the person who hated that day in gym class where you had to run the mile, you know? Um, so that, that, I don't, I chose running just because I saw the results my sister was getting by regularly running. And I thought it would be really easy, you know, unlike lot of the stuff you do in the gym, you just kind of put the shoes on and you go outside and you run. Uh, so I liked that aspect of it, but, um, but yeah, no, no real. And, you know, I had been in the college and law school years. I, I went to law school and, uh, I went by the time that I started the streak, I had been a practicing or not practice. I'd been a lawyer for a couple of years. Um, and, you know, that was all taking its toll, <laughs> the stress of the law school years and the new job. I was starting to see that my metabolism definitely wasn't what it was, once was and something needed to give. Um, and so that's kind of what what got me started in the first place. We, we were kind of talking a little bit about the mental health benefits. At the time, I didn't realize the mental health benefits would be so huge, you know, and um, if you're not a runner, people, sometimes people talk about the runner's high, right? <laughs> Which unfortunately for me, I don't think I've ever gotten, <laughs> I wish I could get it. Um, but you know, some people describe almost this euphoric state that they, that they happen to, um, find themselves in when they're on, especially long runs. Right. And I, although I don't get that, um, I notice my brain sort of follows this familiar pattern when I'm running. And usually if it's just a mile, I kind of zone out, look at, look at whatever I'm running past. Maybe it's a pretty house or yard or whatever, and that's it. But I get home and I'm ready to take on the evening with my two young kids and ready to talk about their day. And it reinvigorates me to a degree. Um, but then as I go into more mileage, I sort of change into this. I it's like this, my brain does this problem solving mode where if there's something in particular that's bothering me, like something that happened at work that day or some legal issue I'm trying to tackle, I start thinking of ways that I can, I can solve it, which is, you know, that's, that's huge because here you're tackling running and at the same time thinking about, how to address, you know, your, the issues that you have coming at you each day. Um, and then, and then what happens is if I continue on with the mileage, my brain switches from the problem solving mode to sort of survival mode. And I start rationalizing with myself and telling myself what I need to do to get through the rest of it. And, um, I actually start, you know, almost being like a self-motivator and being, nice to myself, which is, you know, sometimes I'm overly critical of, especially of myself. And so, uh, just from a being nice to yourself perspective, it's really helpful for me, but, but yeah, it, it, it definitely helps me from a mental health perspective. And I think the longer run that I have, the more I get from it mentally, if that makes sense. This next clip from the Performance Rx podcast is from episode four, Nutrition Coaching and Behavior Change with my friend, Sheena Lawrick. Join me in a conversation with Sheena, a two-time Olympian, as we debunk weight loss myths, 
and Sheena shares insights into behavior change and the journey to transform yourself on the inside first. You'll learn the value of adapting to life's changes and the importance of a trust the process mentality. It's the idea that when you have a goal, it's not necessarily that you have a goal, but you know, when you're trying to achieve something, the understanding that, you know, you, you don't have, you have to change what you do, but in the end, like if you're going to reach a goal, you fundamentally have to change, Mm. right? So like your choices have to be different. Um, You're going to change as a person along this journey, right? Mm. Along this process. Um, And I think kind of helping people, what we like to do is kind of like have them envision you know, like I'll go back to the 10 person that wants to lose 10 pounds, right? Like let's say 10 pounds is going to take you six months. So in six months from now, you've lost the 10 pounds. What do you see for yourself? Like how, what kind of future do you see for yourself? Or like, tell me everything possible Mm -hmm. about this person. Um, and let's write those down. And then your goal, like working backwards now is every day to live your life. Like you're already that person, like you've already lost the 10 pounds what habits do you have? You know, what, how, what type of wife, brother, mother, you know, teacher, coach are you like, what, how do you live your life differently? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and again, you've, and I, you and I've had these conversations. It's really hard to kind of like put this stuff into words. So, um, um, I don't know if you want me to share one of my, one of my favorite, um, and this was from a a woman that worked together. She, she completely, she just got it. And when I read it, um, my, I just, I got goosebumps for her and I was like, this is, this is awesome. So remember that this isn't the person she is today, mm-hmm. right? This is who she wants herself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I prioritize my health and happiness. My happiness is centered around self-confidence. And I build on this confidence through daily intentional movement and nourishing food choices. I choose to eat foods that fuel my lean, strong, capable body. I exercise because I deserve to feel great and I enjoy it. How I show up and move through the world is completely within my control. So that's like, to me, when I, again, I read that, it's just like, holy crap, it was so empowering. I got goosebumps. Like this was, this was different than the person that I was working with at that time. Right. Like I, but she painted a a picture for herself of who she was trying to be. That was so clear. And just so like, you could read that and be like, okay. Or like, you could look at this statement every day, which I had her do. I had her put it on like her desktop of her computer you know, every time she'd look at it and it just makes your, it makes your decisions walking through life very easy, right? Like, do I want to order pizza for dinner or do I want to make myself, you know, a chicken salad? Like the person I want to become chooses nourishing foods and, you know, feels good about their choices. Boom. That's easy. Um, I show up, you know, I enjoy exercise. I don't do it as a punishment. Right. Um, I don't know, just little things like that. So, and that, that can take a while to kind of craft this, you know, statement. Right. And I mean, some people's statements have come back like pages long and some people's have been like three things, right. Which it totally depends on the individuality here too. But, um, you know, it's, you're, you're making like these, these statements about yourself that yeah. you might not believe in yet, but you want to. So how do we bridge that gap? What does that look like? Right. Yeah. Um, and even for someone who is having a hard, like people struggle with self-confidence, right? Someone that's having a hard time even envisioning this better version of themselves or different version of themselves. Um, I'll have them think about somebody that they admire, like a person, you know, maybe it's a friend that, that they go to the gym with somebody that, you know, they're constantly chasing <laughs> in CrossFit workouts yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> what do you admire about that person? What do you think that person's like life is like, right? Mm-hmm. Write down some traits. And then, you know, how does this apply to you? What are these, what are some things that you want? Right. And I mean, I've, I've got like six different identity statements here and not one of them has, has says 
I am this size on the scale. I am, you know, I, I fit into a size two or, you know, I fit into a size 14, whatever. Yeah, it's, it, there's not these numbers, it's these feelings and it's these characteristics and it's these values, like you talked about earlier, um, that people are trying to actually achieve, right? So it's not necessarily yeah. the, again, the number on the scale or the number of pounds I think I have to lose or the percent of body composite or percent of body fat that I have to have. It's, it's these traits that people are actually seeking. Um, and these, yeah, these identity, these identities really, or this yeah. identity we should say. So that's yeah. a long way of saying that. I hope it, I hope it makes sense. My final clip on today's best of episode comes from episode seven, consistency with Haley Rowe. This episode demystifies the concept of consistency with Haley Rowe, a certified human potential and business coach. In this episode, we discuss how consistency is underrated, overused, and often undefined. Haley also provides steps and tools to overcome mental roadblocks on your way to achieving your goals. Like, I like what you said there about the motivation. A lot of times I think people think habits are supposed to feel amazing or like they're waiting for that time when the motivation and the willpower just drives them the whole time and all of a sudden things just shift and next time they're going to feel more motivated compared to realizing habits, forming a new thing that's new for your brain, it's a new neural pathway you haven't built yet, it's going to feel bad. It's going to feel really uncomfortable. It's going to feel like you should be doing something else and almost like this primal instinct like, no, I'm so used to this other thing. I have to go do that. And so I think just becoming more okay with the fact that it's not supposed to always feel good in the beginning. And the sooner you can get more comfortable with feeling those harmless feelings of like, oh, this just feels bad, the sooner you're going to actually be able to reinforce that new habit. And it's kind of like that experiment they do with the dogs about like the bell ringing and all that. And then they start drooling for that food, but they, they, what they started to do was not give them the food or whatever. And so then the dogs salivating started to dry up over time because they stopped getting the reward. And so then their body learned to like adjust and not expect it. So it's the same thing with our own brains and forming new habits. It's yeah. People don't realize that our, our brains, our bodies in general, like homeostasis, just balance, you know, it's 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 un, it, it's uncomfortable a change and that's part of our evolution like not changing meant not doing something wild or crazy that could quite literally put you at risk um so yeah our brains now kind of keep us in that as you know the, the proverbial comfort zone there for that reason um you were talking about neural pathways and and rewiring our brains. So that's, that's the other on the opposite spectrum. That's the amazing thing about our brains is we can quite literally change the way we think, behave, believe it doesn't happen automatically, but, um, it's, it's an amazing process. Like we're not stuck, you know, doing what we're doing forever. Um, and so with that said, I, I wanted to bring up the topic of, and of uh, 30, 30 day challenges or 60 day, 90 day challenges, whatever it is. And I've talked about this mm -hmm. with other coaches, but I'm curious what your thoughts are, because on one end, there is that, that consistency there. Um, but on the other end, and this is the conversation that I had with another nutrition coach, um, Sheena Lawrick was, um, what happens on day 31 or like the popular one now is 75 hard. What happens on day 76? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I think that it's good to give yourself a target or a challenge that's specific because going back to the whole motivation thing and novelty thing, it kind of helps yourself out with that. Meaning you're, you're going to be, if it's a 30 day challenge and you're in a group and it's, it's, there's daily motivation and whatever, of course, that's a nice thing to have for forming a new habit. And that's a good way to help yourself out. But I think, and, and also it gets your brain focused on this doesn't have to be permanent, which I, I think sometimes can be useful. Meaning if you think tomorrow you have to cold turkey forever for the rest of your life, do X, Y, Z habit, your brain is kind of going to freak out before you even start. But if you know it's only 30 days and maybe you have a celebration or you, you have like, that's just the target for right now, then that's good. It's kind of like that whole quote about like, you only need to see the next step in the staircase. You don't have to focus on the whole staircase, right? So that can be useful. But the key is, if you want to do it for the rest of your life, it should be a habit that's sustainable to do for the rest of your life. So if this, you know, if you're finding and you can always level up. So what I would suggest is pick something you can stick to, to begin with. I always do this when I'm talking about social media posts with coaches, like, cause they're like, how often should I post? Should I post every single day? And I'm like, no, start with just the basics of like, if you can only commit for sure to three times a week, do that for right now for the next 60 days and then reevaluate. Do you want to add more? And then maybe you can have the skill set and the time and the freedom to do that because you practice this so much consistently by doing three posts a week, right? So I think if you're going to do something like a 30-day challenge, you have to ask yourself, number one, is this just a sprint I want to do for 30 days? And am I okay with kind of taking a pause or reevaluating how often I want to do this habit after the 30 days? And then number two, after the 30 days is up, I think you got to ask yourself, is this sustainable? reevaluate, is this sustainable for the rest of my life? Or do I want to find a better balance with this current habit that will be more sustainable? All right, there you have it. A power packed best of episode designed to inspire, educate and empower you on your fitness journey. Please remember to subscribe, share your favorite clips and stay tuned for more in depth explorations of performance optimization on the Performance RX podcast. Remember, keep striving for greatness and let's perform better in the gym and live better outside it. Hey, really quick before you go, I need you to do one thing for me. If there was something in this episode that you think would be of value to someone else, please share it for me. My goal is to empower as many people as possible on their health and fitness journeys. And one of the best ways to do it is to share awesome information like what you heard in today's episode out with many others. So do me a favor, copy and paste that link, send it to one of your friends, your family, or anyone who you think would get some enjoyment and value out of this. I appreciate you for listening. I'll see you next time.